it's so important to trust and believe in the people that you work with and to be champions of one another. We have fun together all the time, but we also do know when we need to call a meeting. We get done what we need to get done, but we also do make time with agendas and meetings, you know, as well as going through our daily work together. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Today on the show, we have Marla Felton and Lauren Bergers. They are the co-founders of Real Cookies, realcookiesco.com. It's a cool conversation. They came out the gate. They immediately won Cookie of the Year. They've made, got all these accolades for cookies, which I'm like, get me in those contests as a judge, just saying. But it was really cool to hear. They started their company. They've been friends for 20 years. So we talked a little bit about how they manage or how they build a company that is really fueled by a great friendship and how that carries the business forward. We get into some of the goals that they have outside of the product, how they really live and promote the idea of wellness in their community. They do some really cool things uh, with school curriculums, with yoga. So I, I really enjoyed it. And I think you'll like this one too, especially if you're in CPG or you're thinking about starting a company with a friend, this will be a good episode for you to listen to. But before we get into it, this episode is brought to you by Cave and that's at cavesocial.com. That's us. That's our agency. So for those of you listening for the first time, what we do, we take on clients, we take on brands, we help them grow through social media. So if you need help with things like performance, creative, running, setting up ad accounts, or creating a strategy for your social accounts and actually executing and creating that content as well, head over to cavesocial.com, cavesocial.com. We would love to chat. Feel free to book a free consultation with us. And yeah, we'll go through your brand and see how we might be able to help. All right. Now let's sit back, relax, and get into this episode. Marla, Lauren, welcome to the show. Happy to have you here. Thank you for having us. So nice to be here. Thank you. I want to hop right in and tell me about this. You all won Cookie of the Year when you started the brand. One, how do you even enter that contest? And how do I become a judge of that contest? I also want to know. But walk me through that. You won Cookie of the Year. What does that mean? And how did it help your business? Well, Good Housekeeping has a whole list of criteria and a panel of judges, which include nutritionists, consumers, I think editors, and we just entered through their website. And that actually helped us gain momentum and awareness for our products. And we were so excited our first year to win this Best Healthy Snack Award. But our second year of business, we won Best Mini Cookie, not only competing against grain-free, gluten-free, and plant-based cookies, but cookies with all different attributes. And when you have a cookie that's grain-free and gluten-free and vegan, the most important thing is it's got to taste good or it's not worth eating. So that was our entire goal in developing this product and going back and forth from my house to Marla's house, baking these thousands and thousands of cookies was we wanted to make sure the flavor was amazing. That's huge. So many I mean, no offense if you're listening, but so many products that they slant healthy then taste like shit. And then I'm like, I'm so being healthy. This is fun. And I'm like, I'd rather just go get the full fat, full everything, you know, version. So for you all to make that, you know, with real healthy ingredients is amazing. And that's something from what I hear and, and see on your website is really a central tenant to your company, right? So when you created this company, Real Cookies, you thought about it not just as a cookie company, but also as a wellness brand. Can you explain to me and the listeners how you are taking really 
tenants attached to wellness and not only implementing them into the product, but around the brand and how you get involved with the community? Sure. I mean, we really don't think of us as just a cookie company. We think of us as a wellness brand. You'll notice on our packages, we have yoga bears. Each package has a different yoga bear doing a different yoga pose. And it's to show that you can have healthy balance in your lives, right? You can have a cookie that tastes delicious and is healthy, but we want to do more than that. So when we came up with the cookie, we also wanted packaging that conveyed that. But in our daily lives, we make it a mission that we want there to be healthy food and healthy cookies, especially available to everyone. So one of the things that we do is Lauren and I have created a curriculum, an interactive curriculum that we bring to grade schools, elementary schools, where we teach students where their food comes, and importantly, how to read a nutrition label. If you look at a lot of, quote, healthy cookies out there, or things that are marketed as healthy, or I think sometimes people think, oh, gluten-free is code for healthy. But when you really look at the ingredients and see what's on them, a lot of times there's a lot of sneaky ingredients, things that aren't good for you. So this food education program, it's called Food is Fuel, is something that has been near to our heart and something that we partner with retailers to bring this program. And another thing, that we do with Lauren, a la the yoga bears, is amazing yoga teacher and meditation teacher. And so one of the things that we like to do for our retailers is Lauren will go in and lead yoga or meditation for the staff that works at the grocery store or we're in hotels like locally in the Delamar in Greenwich, and she'll go ahead and lead those type of classes for people. We really want people to think of us as more than just cookies. And building off that, you know, community and being more than just cookies, right? You get into the schools, you build the curriculum, and I love that. But I'm interested to know how you split your time when you're in the initial phases. The company is still relatively young, and you have a laundry list of 27,000 things to do that are just product related and marketing and all of these other, you know, the list goes on. How much time did you spend? Or do you spend on these, you know, I want to call community initiatives or wellness initiatives versus time on, you know, products, R&D for new products or, you know, contacting retailers, et cetera. How do you all manage the time? Well, I think it's all like everything balance. And you said you have lists of 27,000 things. I feel like we always have a list of 47,000 things. <laughs> but it's all about like we know what our goals are, which is we want to build sales and awareness right now. And then we also have these projects that are personally very important to us because we just find it's so important that people and young people in particular know what they're eating and where their food comes from. And that's also a tenant and a value of our brand. So in terms of time management, you know, every morning there's a list of 50 things and we prioritize, you know, number one, we have to get our product to our stores and our retailers and we need to do everything we have to to make sure those things happen. Then when we get through like the one, two, three priorities of flavor development and getting the product made, and selling it through, then we add on, you know, the things that are also just valuable and important to us personally, and I think is to the brand. Now, flipping over to the product growth side of things, you all got placed in a, uh, you did a test run with CVS and then got a large amount of stores, you got continued on. Now, I want to know where you all want the product to fit with regards to a cashier impulse purchase versus a 
up and down the aisle, kind of adding to the weekly grocery list purchase? Because I know you're going to get both. How do you all see the product? Maybe not 100% one way or the other, but maybe split, you know, from retailer to retailer. Is it going to be different area to area? Where do you see the cookies fitting in that way? Yeah. Well, initially when we started, we really started with our single serve and convenience because we got a few regional airports and convenience locations. But we did throw a lot of spaghetti up against the wall. And, you know, we have our website, we have Amazon, and we also knew we wanted to get some distribution in grocery. The single serve packages aren't really appropriate for the grocery shelf. So we did develop our mini cookies, cookie poppers, which come in a shareable pouch and are the perfect size for a grocery shelf. And there are four servings in the package, but it is could yes. be a single serve too, depending on how hungry you are. Yes. <laughs> That's a single serving for me, guaranteed. <laughs> and so, you know, we just, right now we're actually gaining distribution at, in grocery chains. So we are focusing a lot of energy there. We did just get into DeChico's in the Northeast and into Sprouts nationally, which we're thrilled about. And so we just want to make sure that we're, you know, getting delicious, perfect product to them and that we're in the stores demoing and meeting customers and hearing feedback and making sure that the product is merchandised in the right place with the right shelf tags. And what did you both do before this company? Was one of you a baker? Was baking a passion? Like, walk me through that journey and what brought you to go like, hey, you, you know, call up your friend and go, let's do this. Let's make a cookie company. Was this always the plan? Yeah. Walk me through, you know, the years leading up to that. All right. Well, I guess I'll start and then Marla will will jump in. But this was really a labor of passion for both of us. But my background's in new product marketing and I did flavor development for Godiva Chocolate and worked at Clairol and Revlon and did some work with Pepperidge Farm. And I have autoimmune disease. So I have and I have people in my family who have celiac. Marla has people in her family that have autoimmune disease, but no one had the same dietary restrictions. And so I've always baked because I like dessert and I like cookies. And Marla started to have people come to her house and in her family who had similar restrictions. And we were all together one day. And I think Marla's husband was like, none of these cookies taste good that we've bought. Can't you guys make a cookie that we can all eat that tastes great? And so that's kind of how we started building the brand. But also, I was always an athlete, and I like to eat healthy food. And who doesn't want a dessert after they eat their lunch or dinner? So I've just always been kind of interested in cookies because they're an easy, quick yeah. snack. And I don't have a CPG background. I am an attorney by training. Um, so I practiced uh, law for many years. But I think that the research skills that I learned and both the analytical thinking and problem solving as a lawyer come into play here. So I use my research skills for researching ingredients that were need to procure for looking at competitors to looking at the market. So I think those research skills of being a lawyer come into play every day. And it, for me, it's a lot more fun to be working in cookies than uh, in the courtroom with litigation. Yeah, being your own in-house counsel, right? Has got to be a little more fun, right? Exactly. <laughs> right. There's always a lot of trademark work and legal documents that need to be looked over and signed. And thank goodness Marla has that background. Yeah. So lots of contract work for sure. So those legal skills definitely come into play on a daily basis. Yeah. I find everything in life you know, ports over from 
previous experiences to new, then you're able to pull different, you know, things. And it might even just be an eye for detail or those other things that uh, it can lead to success in the new endeavor. So that's awesome. One of the things I did want to touch on or, or talk to you all about is you are both friends. You you told me offline, you've been friends for 20 years. You talk all the time, you know, everything about each other, you know, you're, you're really, really close in that, that way. I want to know, and for the listener who's thinking about starting a business with their friend or friends, you know, what do you think has helped make it successful for you both and fulfilling and not has maybe helped you, you know, avoid some of the pitfalls you read about online when you see friends starting businesses together? Um, I would say just re respect. I mean, I think we both have such a deep mutual respect for one another. And I'm not only from a business sense and a business perspective, but as a person. And I think we have such a kind of fluid relationship that we can sense like one of us might be having a bad day and need a little extra space or like we need to be on each other today. You know, there's we just, I think, have this mutual respect and honesty with one another. Yeah, great communication and implicit trust, right? So it's so important to trust and believe in the people that you work with and to be champions of one another, right? I think we make an awesome team and uh, we have fun together all the time, but we also do know when we need to call a meeting, right? So we get done what we need to get done. We have fun when we have, when we, through it all, really. But we also, I, you know, do make time with agendas and meetings, you know, as well as going through our daily work together. But we like to have our at least our weekly meetings and each day start off with what we need to get done to make this company succeed together and have fun while doing it. I love it. Now, in terms of what's next for you all, what's on the horizon for the, the company or what's the end goal? Are you looking to get this as big as possible? Are you looking to create a great lifestyle business? Like where do you see the company going? Well, I mean, I think the food, the access to food and healthy food is not really available to everyone nationwide. So I think first, we just want to make sure that people around the country do have access to good food. And right now, we have growth in certain pockets, kind of the East Coast, the West Coast, Chicago, the Texas area. And I think we just want to make sure that we can bring the product to more people. Right. And as far as product, we're definitely focusing on cookies right now. So we hope to have some new flavors that we will be bringing forward. But the focus is on cookies, but definitely with hopes for expansion as well. Awesome. No, this is fun. I, I love seeing innovation in certain sectors and especially what I will call the dessert slash snack. I'm sure there's some <laughs> other lingo for it, but that's to me... Some people, it's a post-meal thing. For me, it's an appetizer cookie. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to see that there's a different options out there for people. Well, we always say that our cookies are so healthy, you can have them for breakfast. So we have um, three flavors. We have chocolate chip, peanut butter, chocolate chip, and lemon blueberry. So the lemon blueberry is sort of like having a blueberry muffin. So when we're doing demos in stores and we might be there at 10 a.m., we tell the customers, don't worry, they're healthy enough, you can have them for breakfast. And in truth, because they're made from almond flour and coconut flour, it's like having a handful of nuts. So it's really more healthy than having a, you know, cup of oatmeal. Don't tempt me, Marla. 
<laughs> they're good for breakfast. They're absolutely. I've been trying to do that intermittent fasting, trying to stay away from breakfast, but I will. I will break that for those. No, that sounds so good. Before I let you both go, let people know where can they find you online, where real cookies, and then two, where are the best places that they should be looking on shelves to get some of the product? Our website is realcookiesco.com. So realcookiesco.com. And Instagram is also realcookiesco. And we're on shelf at Sprouts, at DeChico's, at uh, a lot of convenience stores, a new convenience location called Come and Go in October, and in Market Street in Texas, Festival Foods in the Midwest, um, Mike's Organic in our hometown of Greenwich, Connecticut. Cool. That's awesome. What I will do, I will put links to the website in the show notes. And thank you both for coming on today, telling your story, letting us see behind the curtain of how the real cookies get made. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having us. It's been a lot of fun. All right, everybody. That's it for this episode. As always, I'm your host, Jordan Shelton, and I will catch you next time. 